This podcast covers sensitive topics. Content warnings can be found in the episode descriptions. We may also discuss major serious spoilers, so be warned. Procedural Welcome to Procedural Veneration, an untrue crime podcast where we talk about rating goof on all the crime procedurals you've watched. Way too many. As always, I'm your co-host Daphne. I'm your co-host Hank. Using our highly scientific evaluation system, which I will talk about in a second, because we have some thoughts, we will weave our way through dark back alleys and dirty crime scenes to definitively answer the questions, one, which crime procedure was the best, and two, how many spinoffs of popular procedurals are we willing to sift through? How many spinoffs of hit Stephen King multi-universe stories are we willing to sit through as well? Exactly. So at the top of this week's episode, I have to reiterate some terrible news. Uh-oh. We mentioned this last time, but I wanted to make sure people really understood the travesty that has occurred, uh, which is IMDb has updated their website structure, Oh God! which means that you can no longer sort by worst rated episodes. Also, in addition to there being like half page giant ad banners, anytime you go to a new page. Absolutely awful, semi-unusable, old Bezos himself heard about us, and now he's trying to stop us. Bezos doesn't want us using his platform for free. If he had his way, then we would be paying royalties upon royalties to know what his users think about the hit sci-fi television show Haven. And especially what they think of random actresses' feet. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that's the more important opinion, also the more novel thing that IMDb has to offer. So, of course, he's going to money grab his way out of it, you know? Yeah. It's going to become a, a foot wiki um, review page. <laughs> and sponsored by WikiFeet. <laughs> exactly. This podcast is, weirdly enough, sponsored by WikiFeet. Yeah, we have the most novel podcast in the world, which is two uh, people who are mildly informed talking about a specific subset of thing and we got the the coveted wiki feet sponsorship for the low low price of 500 feet picks <laughs> yeah and it's our feet picks yeah no we have to pay that to get sponsored yeah it's a travesty but hey, what are we getting in return from wiki feet for the sponsorship something about like an occult ritual got you is that, why I, life? is that why i had to draw the pentagrams in my foot for that yeah. last photo shoot okay yeah, yeah those last um 69 photos they were they were saucy, so I'll say that. <laughs> Anywho, check out our Instagram. Yeah, check out our Instagram. We we will be posting all six hundred feet pics. Mm-hmm. I said five hundred, but you know, whatever. <laughs> I had this whole bit, but now we've 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 already we've eclipsed this bit with our own bit on FootWiki. So I Oops. think we can move past it. It's fine. Look, I'll make a deal with Jeff right here, right now. If he shuts down IMDb, we will stop this podcast. Uh, in fact, I would call this podcast exhibit number one as to why IMDb should be shut down. Uh, and we will uh, speak on that in court, yeah. especially... Our lawyers are drafting a statement right now. Isn't that right, Bean? Arf. <laughs> and Bean says that he's, in fact, drafting a very real statement right now. Uh, he says exhibit A is going to be the tied up with feet tag. And I agree that that should be the reason enough for us to burn down the internet in, in general, uh, let alone IMDb. I'm so glad we put Bean through Columbia Law. <laughs> Just for this. But anywho, uh, as a result of the update, we've officially entered our Wild West era, if we haven't already. <laughs> Of just choosing episodes even more arbitrarily than we had before. What are you talking about, Daphne? We're we're 
extremely competent and consistent across the board. Yeah, we're nothing if not competent and consistent. Mm -hmm. That's the tagline of our podcast. Competent and consistent. Foot picks. Don't look at when the last two episodes came out, (laughs) time-wise. Moving on into the, the actual episode, this week, in honor of Halloween, we've decided to tackle the niche sci-fi original TV show, Haven. Inspired by a Stephen King novel. Yes. Which I was not allowed to research prior yes. to this podcast. Haven, technically a cop show. It follows FBI agent Audrey Parker, played by Emily Rose, who's known for playing Elena Fisher in the Uncharted video game series, um, as she investigates ah, yes. mysterious happenings in the cozy town of Haven, Maine troubles if you will um of no emily rose was not in the uncharted movie even though she plays one of the main characters in the uncharted video game series and other voice actors got cameos and all mm. i can say is justice for emily i wouldn't blame her if she didn't want to be in that though she seems to enjoy it a lot though and she does a lot of panels for yeah, uncharted but do you really want to be in that dog shit movie <laughs> apparently her child loves uncharted and Marky Mark. <laughs> and Marky Mark. And made a stop-motion Uncharted movie with Lego minifigures, which I can only assume rocked and also had Emily Rose in it. I can only assume it's better than the Uncharted movie, too. <laughs> yeah. But I want to be kind because... To actually, the Uncharted movie? Not at all. Well, to Emily, because yeah. she, in fact, um, has a message for us. Oh, God. You've been talking about this so much. Hello, Daphne and Hank. How are you? Thanks for talking about Haven. I hope you're having a really good time, and I hope it's a fun podcast. I'm hanging out at my son's tennis lesson right now, and saw that I hadn't got this to you yet, so here's my interpretation. I'm Gary Sinise, and I love veterans. I'm Gary Sinise, and I'm American. That's my my impersonation. Have a great podcast, and thanks for saying hello. Bye. We can never release this to the public. We've ruined her. No, she did a great job, and we really appreciate that. She's so nice. She's so nice. Oh, no. Well, I had asked her to do a rendition of... um, Of Shaw's thing. Of Shaw's Gare guitar. um, From the... (laughs) Exactly. From the hit movie Open Season. But she... um, Appears to have... Well, slightly uh, slightly gone off script. <laughs> I will say I told her to do her own interpretation yeah, and that she was free to give us whatever she felt like it. I gave her plenty of artistic liberty. Um I also don't think the cameo app actually works that well. Yeah. I don't know if she I attached a video of what I was um specifically asking her for and I don't even know if she like got a chance to see it because the cameo app is dumb. But what she gave us is honestly much better, which is a um original theme song. For Gary Sinise. Yep. And I've like honestly my rating for Haven just jumped up like three three stars. Yeah, I got it. It's 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 up there. She I, loves Haven. I, she loves us. I gotta say, we cannot set a precedent of watching a sci-fi original and going on cameo to find the star <laughs> of that show. That will be very unhealthy for our, us and our psyche in this podcast. <laughs> However, do I want to hear all of these people's interpretations of Gary Sneeze's air guitar? Kind of, yes. Next time, I think I'm just going to ask them to make up a, I don't know, a theme song for Gary Sinise, like um, Emily did. And I should mention, you have very few characters in your cameo request, and she yeah. didn't even ask what the podcast was about. No. She was busy. She had to get yeah. back to her kids' tennis lesson. No, this is no judgment. This is me speaking. And yeah. like Emily Rose is so great. She, I, I gave her like a sentence of context, and she just took it and she did an eleven out of ten effort. So, moral of the story: go to her cameo, request something. It's worth it. 
God, imagine somebody coming up to you and asking you to imitate Gary Sinise doing air guitar. And no questions asked. You just like making an original theme song for Gary Sinise. You know, I get there's money in the transaction, but how, but on the spot, how much money would that person have to pay you? More than I paid Emily, if I'm being honest. She deserved more than I paid her. Yeah, <laughs> she did. Is there a tip functionality on, <laughs> on Cameo? Yeah, so moral of the story, that was amazing. Thank you so much, Emily. I may or may not send her a link to this episode after the fact. It I'm going to cry myself to sleep tonight. How depraved this episode gets. Yep. And hopefully she doesn't regret giving that soundbite to us. Daphne, what's Haven about? <laughs> yeah, I'm so sorry. So Haven uh, ran from 2010 to 2015 in both 78 episodes. Uh, once again, as I mentioned before, this is a sci-fi original TV show. So it aired on the Sci-Fi Channel. Um, it's incredibly loosely based on the book The Colorado Kid by Stephen King. And it seems as if they more or less just used the Stephen King name to advertise a show with all sorts of horror vibes and convoluted storylines that don't actually really have anything to do with the book. Now, I'd like to pause here for a moment and ask Hank, could you please guess for me what you think The Colorado Kid is about? So, I'm going to guess, I mean, we, we, we have a little bit of like Colorado Kid extended universe crap going on here right mm -hmm. and I, I it's either one of two things the plot of haven is that i mean it gets very wild but this lady this fbi agent lady is sent to the town turns out people there have superpowers and they only manifest every 26 years but for some reason people seem to not want to think about it very much and so it's like oh the, the troubles are back or whatever which is a very stephen king thing it sounds very stephen king but it seems like in the show they make reference to the Colorado kid, specifically with who killed the Colorado kid, which indicates like the last time these troubles were happening. And spoiler for the show, turns out that FBI agent lady is actually not a human, an alien whose father and another alien have been there since like the 30s or whatever. And every 26 years, she goes to the town and bad stuff happens. And also her dad is William Shatner and blah, 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 blah. We'll, we'll get into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Either, A, this is like a continuation of like a cycle that Stephen King left open or whatever and like sort of a, in that regard kind of follows on like the troubles is a very Stephen King thing, right? Or B, it has nothing to do with it and the Colorado kid is just a character from a different story that they jammed into this and like gave like a, this is how he died or whatever in the troubles. And maybe they referenced Haven, Massachusetts, or not Massachusetts, gosh. Haven, Maine, the other MA state that's way up there in <laughs> yeah. the cold town. Maybe they reference how he's got a from Haven or whatever. So I'm, I'm going to go with the second one. I think it's a completely different story that does not take place in Haven, Maine. And Haven, Maine is only made maybe slight reference to as a nod to Stephen King's writing crap. Yeah, um, you're pretty correct in that. So um, I should specify that I haven't read the book, but it doesn't have curses or time travel or aliens in it, um, unlike the TV show. Bummer. So it's actually a... It's in the Dark Tower universe, as we've established. Yeah, well, it is not, but <laughs> I will get into a fun fact about that later. Actually, you know you know how Stephen King is a character in the Dark Tower universe? Mm -hmm. Well, in that, he's a bad writer and a Colorado kid. He wrote Haven instead of the Colorado kid. <laughs> uh, well, so the Colorado kid is a novella, and it is one of, I believe, his like pulp detective novels. Hmm. it's not a horror novel it has only like a teensiest bit of spooky stuff in it it 
as far as I understood, was not super well received. So the general plot is a guy is found on a beach in Maine, having choked to death on a piece of steak. Between him dying and last being seen in Colorado, it has been five hours and he somehow traveled some 2,000 miles. Sounds like a flight to me. Well, apparently there there aren't any flights that go above this area. Well, it sounds like he got on a private plane. (laughs) (laughs) So apparently this mystery grips the two local newspaper reporters. And Ah. most of the book is them pondering about what could have happened. Should have known those creepy ass newspaper reporters were were a cheeky Stephen King thing. Two creepy uh, reporter dudes are like kind of reminiscent of the twins from The Shining, but all grown up and men. <laughs> and I think one of them's dead by the end of the show. One of them's an alien. Uh, yeah, one of them's an alien. The other one I think is dead. Based I think he's on. not even an alien. I think he's like a robot. I don't know. Unclear. Yeah, that's a good point because uh, he sort of undermine her and her dad. Whatever, we'll get there. <laughs> yeah. So this mystery grips the two local newspaper reporters, and most of the book is just them pondering about what could have happened with a rookie intern from the Ohio State University. That's kind of fun. Um, that's the whole book. It's just the Ohio them, State kid. The whole book is just them talking about what could have happened, and then the end is like a mystery because you never find out until Haven. Until Haven. The officially endorsed Stephen King. It's like Mist. You know how he likes Mist better than Mist sending better than his book or whatever <laughs> he likes he likes haven better than what he had in mind for the colorado kid um vincent b on imdb says saying the show is based on a murder mystery by stephen king is like saying gilligan's isle is based on the titanic and i find that description honestly to be pretty generous <laughs> yeah i can't even think of an apt thing where the where a spinoff has been so drastically ridiculous compared to the to the original right it's more like saying like spongebob is based on the titanic it's like if waiting for godot was in the mcu <laughs> Yeah, I mean, kind of. <laughs> but it's like, and I don't mind that it's different from the book. I don't. I just think it's silly that it's like based on a book by Stephen King. It's like, is it really though? You can just say that this is like endorsed by Stephen King, or that yeah. it's like inspired. <laughs> it wasn't though, <laughs> yeah, or inspired by his works or yeah. something. It just yeah, seems yeah. disingenuous to say it's it's essentially the Colorado Kid. I mean, genre wise, it feels pretty Stephen King. So they feel like they got that right. Mm-hmm. But that also then kind of sounds like they're lying to make it sound like he's more involved. Yeah, and I'll get into his involvement in a second. So the actual <laughs> they paid him in that white gold. <laughs> the actual plot of the show, like cut that out. <laughs> Hank said, is that um, Haven's cursed with troubles, which essentially means that you have people get superpowers based on their trauma, and then they usually go on a killing spree. So Audrey and her cop love interest have to investigate and try to solve these things, stop stop the troubles. And it's very monster of the week. And I, I, you know, it's entertaining. Also, Audrey is immune to the troubles, more or less, and can cancel them out. Which is why she sleeps with that guy. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I have that in here. Uh, so cop boy, whose name is Nathan, can't feel anything. And that's his trouble. Except but for Audrey, because, because she cancels it out. Because she's not affected by troubles. Which means they bone on several occasions. I don't even know. I don't even know if I buy exactly. Unless she has like a... That kid from X3 last stand the the impact of like your mutant powers go away when she's around or whatever yeah that's essentially like the vibe uh, okay cool. but as you, it's but not enough that when loose. when he slam when she slams the car door on his hand that he, he doesn't feel that still yeah that's good yeah only beneficial stuff so lots of steamy romance scenes where nathan is like oh but i can you're the only woman i can feel which honestly nathan have higher standards i don't know <laughs> It seems, it hey, seems, it works for me. It seems mean to put that on Audrey, is all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, it works for you. Do you want to elaborate on that? Uh, you're the only woman I can feel. Okay, um, interesting. Uh, we're going to just move on. <laughs> <laughs> I regret nothing of this. I don't want to. I, I don't. You don't want to My grandma that? might listen to this. I don't want to. <laughs> That's what therapy's for. Yeah, for my grandma? Eh. 
trauma. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anywho, so that's a very basic level plot. There's some extra stuff as we'll get into about time travel aliens. What's his name? Drake. Destiny. Drake. Yes. Drake. We'll get is into it? him. Okay. Duke He's is what his Duke, name is. Duke. That's right. Once again, none of this is in the book. Um, but the show does make a lot of random Stephen King references in a way that makes it seem like they actually just want like to make it's a in the Dark Tower Stephen universe King tribute TV show more than anything else. Um, or a Dark Tower TV show. Yes, which I think it doesn't isn't there a Dark Tower? No, they TV made show? it. They made a movie with mm. Idris Elba, and nobody liked it because it was bad. Okay, we'll file that away into. Um, we'll dig into that later. Yeah, <laughs> when we have to pivot because we run out of TV shows to talk about. Yeah. Uh, so Haven is pretty pretty horny, if I'm being honest. Um, big supernatural romance thriller vibes. Um, lots of will they, won't they? Will she go for the hot bad boy, who's Eric Balfour of 24, Six Feet Under, and Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Mm. Uh, also has a cameo, but charges about three times as much as Emily Rose. <laughs> <laughs> Un- unimaginable for right now. <laughs> or the hot cop, who's Lucas Bryant of mostly Hallmark movies and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the whole nine yards. Ah, yes, the show that I've definitely watched so i had a crush on fisherman bad boy whose name is duke duke i'll admit it as an adult duke is even sexier i'll say that. sexy because he's hazardous he's ha- he's a bad boy the duke of will hazardous. he murder someone will he not murder someone he's kind of like a semi-werewolf just in the sense that he has like a dark urge to commit violence inside of him <laughs> and it makes him sexy um, his his thing is that if he kills somebody their their trouble goes away right yeah forever which seems you know not very sustainable no but he's like destined to kill audrey yeah because then all the troubles will stop uh, but he has to turn against his destiny because he loves her so it's like dr- dramatic shit like that now hang on me if i ask mm-hmm. sorry if i may ask no are you team duke or team nathan team. or maybe team wwe superstar edge who is not a love interest but is a hot dad well, Edge, Edge's trouble is that his heart attracts bullets, Yes, memory serves, mm-hmm. which William Shatner employs to make everybody shoot him, but he's wearing Kevlar, so it's okay, because it's definitely how Kevlar works. Yeah. About 30 bullets going into the same spot in Kevlar will definitely keep you alive. So I'm not Team Edge, because no matter what, she can't hurt him. Right. Sorry. Bullets may pierce her- his heart, but words can never hurt him. Oh, okay. So I'm, I'm sorry. Do you want Audrey to kill this person? No, I'm, I'm just not. I'm just, you asked if I was Team Ed. I'm not Team Edge. Okay, okay. Sorry. There was another uh, WWE superstar in the credits of the finale, and I don't remember who that was. Yeah, I don't remember either. Anyway, I'm Team Duke all the way. It's just straightforward. It's not complicated. He's hot. He's got the world's longest face, and what's not to love? Yeah, but he's so hot. He's very hot. Um, Nathan, I'm sorry. Not nearly as hot as Duke. Yeah, pretty conventionally attractive. Uh, Nathan gives some conventionally attractive Hallmark energy. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I would not be surprised if he has been in Hallmark. He is. That's why I just I yeah, told okay. you. <laughs> well, there you go. I wasn't listening. <laughs> Versus uh, Team D- Duke. Duke has that sexy Texas Chainsaw Massacre uh, energy. Yeah. So uh, thank you for, for weighing in on this. Thank you. I mean, I'm. I, let's just say I'm glad you can record a podcast with one hand. <laughs> That's a bit explicit. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Anywho, I will also say that Stephen King has what was described as a small stake in the success of the show. Glad that, glad that went to stake. So he put some kind of money into it, which is probably why he didn't raise a stink about the show not even remotely resembling the Colorado kid. I tried to like find a comment from him on the show, but I could not. I couldn't even find a tweet from him about it. But the... The Twitter is kind of barely functioning at the moment, so take, take that as you will. Stephen King, you you can't find him at any given moment. He's like just buried deep in the woods. You know? Yeah, but the guy tweets a lot. True, he's That's got a- he's got a satellite connection out there. <laughs> yeah, 
And so if he had a small stake in the success, I'd expect like some anything, a random article that he wrote about how, oh, you guys should watch Haven, but I like could not find anything. So I don't know if it doesn't exist or if the internet is just like uh, filled with Stephen King information since 2015. And now it's very difficult to, to find stuff about niche Stephen King shows. I think he just posts a bunch of, you know, lib takes on Twitter from what I saw over the last like yeah. eight years. <laughs> I agree. It seems like that's all he does that constantly. Like I'm, that's several only... tweets a day. So I don't know what his view is. Um please let me know if you can find one. Stephen King, if you're listening, what do you think about Haven? Stephen King, if you're listening, please give us your best Gary Sinise doing air guitar impression. Yes. Or just an original theme song. Yeah. Anything Gary Sinise, Sinise themed. Yeah. Thank you. Preferably at your child or I guess grandchildren's uh tennis practice. Yes. We love you, Emily. Thank you so much for Thank doing you, that. Thank you, Emily. We really appreciate it and taking time out of your busy day for that. Yeah. Now, I could be wrong, but it does seem like Stephen King at least helped take the show out of development hell at ABC and get it into production at Sci-Fi. So he was instrumental in it, the show actually getting made, as That's far good. as I can tell. Uh, but, you know, won't say anything about it. Lastly, I have um, two reviews for you about okay. Haven. Um, this one is a critic review from Rotten Tomatoes. Haven benefits from an intriguing setting and a strong lead in Emily Rose. But otherwise, it is a derivative supernatural crime procedural. We love to hear it because we specialize in derivative procedurals. And that's further proof that we actually can talk about this show on our podcast. And it's spook season, so I'm glad their uh, emphasis on the supernatural validated us selecting this episode <laughs> exactly the second one i wanted to read was that the miami herald's glenn garvin found it quote barely competent as a cop drama but quite successful as a narrative of eccentric slightly damaged yet ultimately warm characters i i guess i mean we didn't see a whole lot because we watched episodes one two and the and last n <laughs> as in 78 yeah uh-huh. so so i don't know if we really got that because we really had beginning of of major character arc and end of major character arc and didn't see anything in between <laughs> yeah which i think we did a disservice to haven but it's what bit. we did we should have found some better system like maybe watching the best the worst and the median that would yeah. have given us a better idea what the show is actually like at its core you know instead of just william shatner uh fan Service. casting yeah um but sadly um jeff bezos take took that from us yep. and you the listener it's the worst thing Jeff Bezos has ever done in his life. Exactly. It's undebatable. Yeah. Don't even don't even at me. So I wanted to watch Haven specifically because I watched it as a kid. I think it was on around the same time as Eureka or Warehouse 13. At least occupies the same space in my brain. And I thought it was very fun. Very cool. Very much feels like different showrunners being told to be like, oh, just do that. Yeah. But with a more earnest and serious plot than those shows embodied. <laughs> um, I found it to be a bit slow when I was a child, but I did like the spooky scenes and lots of hot romantic interest. Specifically the two, but yeah. Yeah, specifically. And of course, my heart wants Duke. So My everything wants Duke. My everything wants Duke. Is that the name of the episode? <laughs> it might be. Um, so thank you. Do you have any... any initial thoughts about this show no <laughs> and keep in mind the very nice thing that emily rose did for us yeah i i really appreciate that i did genuinely like emily rose i think she did a great job the first thing i have written down for this show which is just generally true of it all is this is like eureka but worse which is a common review i saw online yeah so i'm der i'm being derivative in my criticism of something a little bit derivative so right back at you me i guess um, I said that it's a Monster of the Week murder show that meets the convoluted and boring end of all sci-fi original TV shows. Um, but at least there's a lot of picturesque main along the way and some pretty um, charismatic 
hot cast. Nova Scotia, but whatever. Yeah, whatever. Close enough. Cool. Um, so my initial rating was a 6.5, but I feel like we've done Haven Dirty and also um, Emily Rose has endeared me heavily to the show, so I'm going to have to, I think, up it to at least a 7. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty generous. It was fun. I have a sweet spot for that beautiful, beautiful sci-fi quality of television show. Yeah, me too. I love sci-fi. Like, I know that we're talking about how it's schlocky and cheesy and like convoluted. I love sci-fi original TV shows. They're like the Shonda Rhimes of nerd shit. They're just delightful. I don't know. They're it's like psych. They're just easy to watch, and that's there's something very charming about that compared to the earnesty and seriousness of other procedurals, right? Yeah, I mean it's like kind of like trying to capture the magic of X Files, but in a way where you're okay with it being like super cheesy and schlocky, and you don't have to sleep with a light on afterwards. Okay, Hank. Yeah, Let's numerically. Begin. I guess for me, probably like a 7.1, I think. So I think we're going to we'll probably be able to dial this in pretty easily. Yeah. Let's talk about some trivia. Oh, can't wait. So the show Haven is reported by IMDb to have featured in three other medias. I'll give you the, their videos. Um, So can you name them? Or I should say wait, like, two of them are videos and one is a TV show episode. Mentioned sort of like how we did this with, what was it? Criminal Minds Beyond Borders, how the yes. Simpsons mentioned it, right? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotta be, is it making fun of it? No. Well, I'm just going to go with an easy The Simpsons, because that seems like... No. The, right at the era where they're desperate to capture the magic of referencing things from the 80s and 90s, but they don't understand why they should do that. <laughs> they they would have just referenced X-Files instead. That's true. Well, they already did that, though. So they or to go put, to just put Stephen King in there, talking about the, the hit uh, novella, the Colorado yeah. Kid. Um, I'm having a hard time. So, so when you say video, are we talking like YouTube? Yeah, video? we're talking YouTube video. YouTube video. Is this like a is this like a viral clip that's really embarrassing or no, funny no. from the show or like the like the hit show The Guild on YouTube? <laughs> I want you to imagine a YouTube channel that does a lot of um a spe- very specific type of content. Is there a billion video on Haven? No, but there should be. Um, this is a a category of. Um, popular type of um, YouTube video. Um, there is a specific channel that's really popular for making TV and movie content. I think so there's either the an star... honest trailer for 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 it or a TV sins for Haven. No, the no. famously the star of Uncharted really likes this. Oh, it's it's a watch mojo. It is a watch course. mojo. Yes. Wait, wait. Top ten worst sci-fi originals. Very close. Top ten uh, memorable sci-fi originals. I don't know. Yeah. Well, call it it's top 10 best sci-fi shows top 10 best sci-fi shows in 2015 that's, that's good yeah there's plenty of sci-fi shows that are way worse than yeah. haven <laughs> i've watched god i, I remember, watched a lot of them <laughs> yeah when i was watching stuff on sci-fi i remember the ads were just the worst most annoying garbage and so repetitive i watched the most niche random sci-fi crap uh what, what's the other watch mojo uh, video top 10 William Shatner cameos. Now that would be great, but it's actually top 20 best sci-fi shows. <laughs> okay, well, that's sort of just, the uh, we'd call that redundant. <laughs> so the, in 2015, they did top 10 best sci-fi shows, which Haven was on. I didn't check and see what number it was. And then in 2020, they did top 20 best sci-fi shows. Did they really? They did every list imaginable, every first perceivable list. And then they decided that they needed to just expand it to 20. Yeah, apparently. And then the other one, which you're not going to get, but I I thought was funny was um the wwe legends edge tv episode what does that mean so um wwe has like, like a documentary thing yeah like a highlight reel you can call anything about the wwe a documentary <laughs> 
Yeah, like a highlight reel, essentially, of WWE Superstar Edge. So yeah, sure. They did an episode, a TV episode featuring him, and so they included scenes from Haven. Daphne, is, is Edge the most famous series regular from this show? Probably, yeah. <laughs> He's in most like of Like, in the terms episodes, of, like, acting career, not just because of his w i mean i know wwe is acting don't don't at me i don't want to fight you if you're in wwe but like adam copeland is pretty f- i feel like he's been in a lot of stuff um right? the newspaper reporters have also been in a lot of stuff okay weirdly enough i also was like adam copeland has been in so much stuff but i looked it up he's adam smasher in the flash yeah and he's one of the main characters in vikings and that's like all that he's done which is crazy that's really weird i, I don't know why i know him i, I know his face is so freaking familiar too it's maybe really i think weird. he looks like saber and maybe a little bit, but I don't know. It looks like he's in Trailer Park Boys, too, maybe. Yeah, but you've you've never seen Trailer Park Boys. I've never seen Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> and I've only seen, like, random clips of Trailer Park Boys. Hey, if uh, if WWE isn't acting, why is, why is it under all of his actor credits? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we know IMDb is a shit website that's flawed in many ways. So yeah, let's, not... let's not give IMDb that credit. When is he going to get to be in a Fast movie? Oh, my God. He would be so good in a I Fast would, and Furious movie. I think he would be a way better than that new guy from Fast X, the jacked up guy who they reveal was Jason actually Momoa? standing next to Jason Momoa in every shot the whole oh, yeah. time. Oh, yeah. The cop. Yeah. yeah. The guy who pl- he, I mean, he's also a wrestler, I'm pretty sure, but. Uh, I would like to start this. This podcast needs to start a petition. We Alan Richson. Adam Copeland into Fast and Furious. Though I do think he's on an acting break. Like, I think he's retired from acting. I think that he didn't want to do it anymore. That's fine. Which is fine. But yes, he would be amazing in Fast and Furious. We have to move on. <laughs> the guy from Fast X is not a wrestler, it looks like, but he was Raphael in the in the um, live action Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Michael Bay produced, not directed ones. <laughs> we love that. This has been copeland chat <laughs> <laughs> welcome to my new hit podcast doe fans burr, 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 burr. just talk about how much we love adam copeland and not i hope adam ex- copeland hasn't done anything bad yeah that's true i have not checked that up adam copeland <laughs> cancel <laughs> yeah um i think that he's a great actor i think as terms of wwe to acting transitions adam copeland is is really great and i love his role in haven and i love him in general i don't think he's been canceled daphne but unfortunately he is canadian Probably made filming the show easier. True. Okay, we have to move on. We will spend forever in Copeland land. If we must. Do you know what record Haven is runner-up to? Most Watch Mojo list appearances. Oh, please, I'm just Hank. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. That's Sinead O'Connor on SNL. <laughs> Carry on. Record Haven is runner-up to. Record that Haven's runner-up to. Longest running sci-fi original. Close. Longest running Stephen King inspired not- adapted television show i'll give it to you i did say runner-up but yeah it's the second longest running stephen king tv show uh, interesting so wait, wait wait what the longest hang on i got this i had never heard of this so nope don't know <laughs> it's the dead zone no yeah which ended with 80 episodes so they they only <sighs> lost by two episodes they should have just drawn out uh william shatner and the journalist guy sitting in a white room for two more episodes i agree <laughs> playing chess or something um so what stephen king adaption did stephen king sue over and win due to it not actually following the plot of his book i mean he hates the shining it's not the shining yeah but i don't think that's necessarily not in the plot you might not like the book very much i don't know lawnmower man it is lawnmower man oh yeah nice i don't i i remember the name because it's so mem- it's such a memorable name and yeah concept. yeah and i'd love to watch lawnmower man at some point but maybe i shouldn't since stephen king hates it so much i'd but, rather watch that than chucky <laughs> fair enough number four the actual book, The Colorado Kid, takes oh, place no. in the town of Moose Lookit. What other Stephen King novel takes place in a town called Haven? Well, I know that it is a main story, but I don't think it's called Haven. I'm going to go with 
Uh, what's the one where where Kathy Bates breaks James Conn's legs? Oh, that's um, Mercy. No. He, no. Wait, that's close. Not You're, Mercy. It's, it's I can think of most of his life from The Simpsons saying, you ever seen Misery? Misery, <laughs> This yeah, will yeah, all yeah. be real new to you, which is, what I, which is the spinoff of my phrase that I say, which I've been when, I'm, when I have him in a headlock. Uh, you ever seen I Am Legend? <laughs> this will all be new to you. <laughs> I, should, I should specify a playful headlock. <laughs> playful headlock. <laughs> I, however, the implication of the joke is that I'm about to choke him out. <laughs> so it's the Tommyknockers. Uh, that's a uh, cryptid that's on our poster out yeah. in the living room. We have a poster that has cryptids on it. It has Tommyknockers, um, but it does not say that it's in Haven, Maine. Tommyknockers would have been a better name for Bean. I agree. Five. This one's kind of a stretch, but I thought it was funny. Haven shared a lot of filming locations and set pieces for the filming of a commercial featuring Elliot Page. What company was the commercial for? Old Bay Seasoning? <laughs> <laughs> no. I'll give you two guesses just because uh, it's, it's a stretch. Can I have a category? Um, or... Telecommunications. T-Mobile. Cisco. Cisco. Really? <laughs> yeah, I was like, why? Why really a patron of Cisco commercial? <laughs> Is Cisco know. trying to sell itself to a to the end consumer? I thought they were pretty much marketed towards businesses. Yeah, and I don't know why Maine. Why small town Maine? <laughs> I guess you got you gotta you gotta start a business somewhere. Yeah, I didn't look up the commercial either. So you know, this is I think this might be from IMDb. I don't know. Uh, it might be total nonsense, but you know, whatever. So that's that's our trivia. I've been I've been more properly educated by this trivia than I have by anything else. I, I think you're correct. And, and that's not just other trivia. That's generally my college degree my high school diploma, my years in the military. Yeah, your years traveling abroad. Traveling abroad, studying eat, praying, under... and loving your eat, way across the Europe. Eat across the Europe. <laughs> Daphne, where do you think uh, she goes and eat, pray love? I think she goes to India. I don't <laughs> no, know where else correct. she goes, though. Doesn't she go to France, too? I think she, I think she just goes to India. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe India and, like, Italy? The I countries? Yeah, Indonesia? Maybe. Either way, you're going to eat, pray, and love your way across Haven, Maine. Yeah, yeah, just the one small town. I can, I can probably, I can probably wrap it up in like two hours. <laughs> yeah, there doesn't seem to be a whole lot there, especially yeah. since it keeps getting destroyed by um, troubles. Yeah, and the, those troubles were only like what eight years ago, so we got, we have some time before it. But <laughs> I, I love our the manic, energy, manic, yeah, our manic podcasting. energy that we're bringing here. I think Emily Rose would approve, but we have to move on, or else we will never finish. This <laughs> have episode. to move on, or else I'm not going to make it to pick up my son from tennis practice. <laughs> You sounds like you're making fun of her. I'm not making fun of her from that. I really, I, I that was very endearing, and I really liked that. Yeah, wouldn't it be so funny if you're at tennis practice and you just look over and your mom is like is imitating Gary Sinise? <laughs> yeah. God, I love you, Emily Rose. Emily, thank you so much. We really appreciate. We're your that. biggest fan. I'll follow you on Instagram. Yeah, I think. I uh, sorry, Gary. I think we have a new. We have a new fixation until we pay a cameo for someone else <laughs> sorry well, sorry what are we talking about okay we need to talk about, about these, eureka <laughs> we need to talk about these episodes so as hank alluded to earlier we watched episode one two and then the last one <laughs> one two and n yes <laughs> which you know once again the service to the show haven but it was pretty funny to do that and it was interesting worked out well in my honestly opinion. it was a service to my uh saturday afternoon because unlike other shows where i might have to think about it i did not have to continue to think about haven after we stopped watching <laughs> We did have to watch the previously on like three times. It shows Duke dying in the most obtuse way imaginable for the (laughs) finale. And you're like, I don't know what's happening. This is our fault, though. Duke ate that paper. (laughs) I'm dying. What? (laughs) That legitimately is part of it. (laughs) Okay, this first episode, it's called Welcome to Haven. What happens in Welcome to Haven is that Audrey Parker, 
FBI agent um, gets told that like a criminal that she's on the search for his body has turned up dead in Haven. She just wants to take her day off in her uh, Baltimore. Apartment. Yeah, I don't know, unfurnished yeah, Baltimore. Unfurnished. That's yeah, fine. And read her mid-tier, probably Colleen Hoover-esque romance novel. Yeah, and we can make that reference now because we did watch a three-hour video essay on Colleen Hoover. Anywho, moving on. Bad decisions have been made this week. <laughs> yeah, we've watched four baseball games in the last seven days. I haven't watched a single baseball game before that in four years. It's a product of our poor mental health, much like this um, podcast. Anywho. Anyway, Eureka. (laughs) (laughs) So Audrey goes to Haven where this guy's body is turned up and the police were all like, he's dead. Case closed. Um, she's like, no, it can't be case closed. So the cops are being obtuse. There's a meet cute with the sexy cop. So adorable. I love it when you slam somebody's hand into a door and they yeah, don't Yeah, he also, um, they pull guns on each other within five seconds of meeting. She sees that this man in rural Maine has a gun and she's like, fucking what? <laughs> Pulls out her sidearm. He's like, I'm a cop. Like, wh- why? It's, it's Maine. It's, it, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to pretend to know all the concealed carry laws in every state but i don't think it's an immediate concern when you notice that some guy in a rural town is strapped (laughs) yeah he's like kind of dressed like a cop too yeah he is also he drives a cop not like a cop car cop car but a very rural cop car so um then it they find out that this guy died from falling but he's like really far away from this cliff so how did that happen and they find out that he was like pushed by a gust of freak wind um so mysterious mysterious and so it turns out someone with wind slash weather based troubles is causing havoc because audrey's return and therefore so have the troubles and you think that it's this one guy the whole time also you don't know that audrey has anything to do with this town at this point correct uh, from an audience perspective and neither does she neither does she (laughs) convenient amnesia yep so you think that it's a guy but it's actually like his business partner no no it's the wife the business partner's wife. Okay, sorry. I I, oh, sorry, con- no, I, th- I thought she worked with the guy and she just had that like out of town romance guy show up who was conning her out of her money. I think that was her husband. No, I, no, I, don't, I don't think. No, they, they weren't married yet. That was part of it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, anyway, I, I'm pretty sure that those, that she that you think it's her business partner because like whatever the co- Nathan's like hiding the trouble fact. They meet Duke. For some reason, I don't know. Oh, she wakes up naked in Duke's bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So while Audrey oh, is investigating the weather-based crimes, she gets blown off the pier and into the water and then almost drowns. But then Duke saves her and also strips her of her clothes, hang them up, and she wakes up in his bed naked. And then they have like they have a meet cute, which is kind of creepy, but also Duke is wearing the sweetest looking main outfit. He's got shorts, a polo, or like a button-up, and a cardigan, and he's drinking coffee on the deck of his boat, and I'm like, God. God, if this wasn't such a creepy situation, yeah. Sold. <laughs> also, to make it worse, he does the the Bobby Drake Iceman move of turn around, I'm changing, and then gonna look over my shoulder at the yeah. changing woman. We don't stand that. Fuck you, Duke. But also, but also, Duke, you can do that to me anytime. Yeah, you have that. You have my consent, Duke. Yes. That's why it's okay. Exactly. I don't have consent from Audrey. But yeah, so then they think that it's this guy this whole time, but surprise, it's not. It's actually um, his business partner, woman lady who um, is getting fucked over by her fiancé, who's yeah. conning her, and has convinced her to wire him her, like, half a million dollar inheritance so yeah. that he can buy them a house. And turns out that was all a lie, and he's yeah. skipping town. And so... And, uh, and the guy the guy who died initially was, like, his, his con man partner, and he was pushing him to get it together, but also he was from Haven. I don't know. <laughs> it was a little bit 
really confusing. Yeah. And also we're recapping this like several weeks after we watched it. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but moral of the story, uh, Audrey steps in, she calms the lady down, and then I they think they take the guy to jail for, you know, stealing this woman's money. Yep. So, not her for killing anyone though. Yes. What I do think is really funny is that he's like, Look, just wire me this half a million dollars and I'll buy us this house. However, I do have a key to the home. So he gifts her what he says is a key to the home that he is about to buy yeah. with the half a million dollars he he needs from her. I'm not going to pretend to know what escrow means or if that can explain it, but uh, I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> yeah, as people who don't own homes, yeah. it's I'm very weird sure to me that you get the key before. I think it's traditionally part of closing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this woman should have known better is all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the other thing about that episode is that she met the creepy two reporters in town who are like, you look familiar. And then they come up to her at the police station afterward, then just say, oh, we found out why you're familiar. Hey, look at this newspaper clipping about the Colorado kid. You're in the photo with holding a young child's hand. And yeah, this woman looks exactly like Audrey, because spoiler alert. It is Audrey. It is Audrey. With a different name. And a wig. Yeah, (laughs) different hair, different hair color, but I don't think you pick up on that from the photo. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, I will say. Also, her boss is spying on her at the end. Yeah, her boss is spying on her. I don't even know. I don't even know. She calls him to be like, I got to stay here and find out why I'm in, why I'm an orphan. So maybe this is my mother in the photo. I have to find out more. Uh, And then her boss is like, sounds good. Hangs up and is just looking at her from across the water. We're not given any more context on that in the three episodes that we watched. (laughs) Yeah. I asked at one point, I wrote down, could we have an orphan count in this episode? Because several characters just talk about how they're orphans, Audrey included, which I just think is very funny. We get it. I wrote, we get it. Audrey's an orphan. (laughs) Bring it up constantly. I I also wrote down that when they're considering what to do with the woman who did kill a man or, you know, inadvertently used her weather powers to push him off of a cliff, they say, we could put her in jail, jail, but what would that do? (laughs) It was just like, cool law enforcement officers. Thank you for making that decision. Yeah. (laughs) Makes me feel better as a citizen of the U.S. (laughs) Yeah. And then the whole time, um, Nathan is trying to make up charges yeah for duke yeah because <laughs> he thinks that the duke duke is a smuggler yes first off <laughs> first off however he, there's no evidence but he's just trying to make shit up and pin it on duke like he's trying to he tried to pin this murder on duke and he like arrests him and p- takes him to custody with no evidence because he has a gut feeling that duke's involved because he always does stuff like this and also, we find out it's because duke bullied nathan as a child which abuse of cop powers <laughs> yeah holding a grudge that's eh, pretty accurate to cops. Yeah. And I wrote down that Audrey Parker was judge, jury, and executioner. Yeah, yeah. He would do well in a Dread universe. A Dread crossover. Dread Haven. Yes. I wanted to mention some trivia, some Stephen King trivia from this episode specifically. Okay. On the show, a specific bluff is mentioned, and it's a Native American word, and it was an homage to Pet Cemetery. Yeah, Tiawak bluff. Apparently, it's an homage to Stephen King's novel Pet Cemetery, in which an old Mi'kmaq which I think is the tribe, sorry if I'm, or Micmac, that's what it's saying is an equivalent pronunciation. So sorry if that's wrong. In which that a pet cemetery is, clot is based around a, a Micmac burial ground. Mm, okay. So I also, I also had, cause they bring up the Twiwak Ridge or whatever it's called. And then Audrey asks, Twiwak, is that Native American? And I just wrote down, actually it's Swahili. <laughs> Dumb question. <laughs> yeah. In the opening credits, right? We have this sweet theme song with some sweet, um, mermaid boobies. I can't even remember it. It's really, it has a bunch of newspaper clippings and stuff. One of the newspapers says um, the most revered flag. It says the most revered flag to elaborate on the proper devices and most godly mechanisms for the examination and discovery of witches. Um, and that's a reference to the Dark Tower. <laughs> so 
So a newspaper. It's in the, it's in the universe. Yeah, it goes on the screen. Oh, yeah. That is a direct reference to the Dark Tower. So I thought that you would like that. Thank you. So let's move on to episode two. Episode two. I don't remember what this is about. It's <laughs> called being Butterfly. The, I have the Haven Moose Farm, not to be missed. Butterflies. Yes, that rings a bell. Yeah, so essentially what's going oh, on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so butterflies keep showing up. And when the butterflies show up, um, something crazy happens. Yeah, people start to lose control. We're introduced immediately to this character who's a, a preacher, who's a total piece of shit. And his daughter, who he beats and keeps in the house and prevents her from working. <laughs> And or having her own bank account. We'll get yep. to that in a second. And her adopted son, which the preacher adopted but makes her take care of. Yep. Healthy relationship dynamics. Yeah. Um, whose parents died. Once again, put up the orphan count here. Whose parents died in a car crash. So this is why. So we're immediately introduced to these people. A boulder. Uh, sorry. A butterfly lands on a boulder. And then the boulder crashes into a bar where the priest has just told his daughter she's not allowed to work there because it's a place of sin. She's like 20 something, probably. And so then weird crap keeps happening with these butterflies. At one point, Audrey gets cocooned. Um, oh, yeah. That's hot. Electrical wires go crazy and attack Ooh. Nathan and Audrey. The water's spilling in. Yeah. The preacher gets his crucifix around his neck, gets magnetized to a car hood. And another car. And a, yeah, another car. Starts rolling towards him. Starts rolling towards him. Which, now that I think about what's actually happening, is very crazy. At no thing. point does he, like, I'll just get on the hood. <laughs> no, they're like, yeah, so Audrey has to save him. So and then the, the climactic one is Audrey and Nathan are in a car and he's dreaming that he's back in his parents' car when it crashed and they died. And they have to reassure him that it's okay and they're not going to crash. Uh, which I have, I just to summarize, when bad boys sleep, bad thing happen. Sleep crime. <laughs> yeah, so when the, when the kid who's an orphan, I uh, can't stress that enough, he's an orphan in case you forget, when he goes to sleep, what happens in his dreams happens in real life. Mm -hmm. So he pees himself and then electrocutes himself, which is why they're in the why the water pools and they almost die of electrocution. Is that what happens? No, that's a total lie. <laughs> okay, I, was say, I don't remember that. <laughs> no, part. just he imagines it in nightmares and it happens. But they have they have to help him by reassuring him and role playing as his parents and and get calming him down because he's experiencing them in the dream and they can somewhat do like feedback into it yeah which is just if you think about it fucked up asmr mommy's death role play <laughs> oh my god that's what i said said i wrote down fucked up mommy death role play <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so they just role play the scene in which his parents die except they're like see we're fine we didn't die this time yep and th there thereby give the orphan hope that his parents can live <laughs> yeah i don't know it was very sad i don't yeah, it was really weird someone get this guy a therapist oh he also you know watches the reverend beat the shit out of his adoptive mom all the time yeah good times so they think that of course in, in the haven nature they think that the reverend's daughter is the one who has the trouble yeah classic misdirect that i assume is employed in the other six seventy five episodes we <laughs> yeah. did not watch <laughs> yeah um but then if you find out that she it's not her it's the kid um but in the meantime while they're investigating this woman they find out that she has a secret bacon count in another town that has like 50k in it um and that she's been working odd jobs and stuff to save up money so that she can leave the reverend preacher or whatever the hell he is and get out of there right and save save herself and her adoptive son and audrey's response to this knowledge is to go to the preacher and tell him yep immediately <laughs> immediately that his daughter who um he's 
that's abusing and she knows that he's abusing physically and financially and emotionally that she's has an escape plan and is about to execute it and it's like audrey you work for the fbi thanks audrey <laughs> you know that that's not how these things work or you know that like if you do that like you've just essentially a death sentence on this woman or potential one or potential potential one yeah yeah, so then the preacher gets super drunk and talks about how no one loves him, and that's okay because God, I guess. I don't know. We hate the, we hate this preacher. That's the most important part. Classic preacher behavior. Just my general thought about this episode is that these characters are immediately way too clued into the fact that they're in some Stephen King bullshit, <laughs> and they're very much accepting of it, even though all of this happened with one weather wizard already. Uh, but also, at the same time, they're too hesitant about it, right? They're like, I don't know. Could be weird. <laughs> yeah, at one point, I think is really funny. A butterfly lands on the Reverend before he gets magnetized to the car. And mm-hmm. Audrey's response and Nathan's response is to pull a gun on him. And it's so funny. I love <laughs> that they response. think he's evil and doing something or whatever. Yeah. No, he's just about to get crushed by a car, but yep. not. Because they saved him. With yeah. their hard work, they saved that abusive priest. Yeah. Once again, Audrey Parker, Judge Jordan Executioner. Yep. No, but I mean, I will say that this show has some really fun lines. There's some in the last episode I didn't mention, but like. And I didn't write them. I wrote one down that says, Audrey says, that's all I get. A folksy local cop brush off. So I, I think that there's some really good dialogue. Um, that's all right. Or like some fun chemistry stuff. Oh, you want to talk really good dialogue. I have plenty of it for the next episode. I just think sometimes the plots, you're like, oh, well, this is a sci-fi original TV show. Just a flavor of what's to come in the series finale, if that's okay with you, Daphne. Mm-hmm. But you're the controller. I thought that made you the crystal. We can move on. But I mean, it wasn't a bad episode. No, it was fine. I don't really have an idea of where it ranks in the show, unfortunately, because I don't have access to that data anymore. Yeah, apparently it's the the worst that I could find through a vague look. (laughs) Through a vague attempt. (laughs) Through a gander, you Looking at three episodes. (laughs) (laughs) Looking at three episodes. It was the worst one. Uh, That's not even true. The series finale is pretty bad. (laughs) That was rated the highest. Let's talk about the season finale. Series finale? Yeah. So this opens with a hell of a jam-packed previously on, as one might expect. Which includes, as I mentioned before, Duke eating some paper and uh, ripping it up. I don't think he, I don't know if he eats it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember. He rips up some paper that they also included, the like a simulacrum thing that's supposed to be voodoo doll attached to something. Then he rips it up because reasons, and then he dies. Well, I should say specifically, he's like, I can't kill myself. Yeah. So, Nathan, you have to kill me. And then you watch, like, him, I am legend. Choke, choke duke out choke yeah. duke out and, and theor- theoretically kill him but it doesn't really look like he kills him it kind of just looks like he knocks him unconscious yeah i kind of had to stop taking notes at a certain point because i just didn't know what was happening which is our fault i it, can't stress it, enough except for the note that i took this, that all cap says i have no idea what is happening <laughs> so i guess the easiest way that i can succinctly summarize this would be that so fast forward a bunch in the future turns out audrey's an alien uh she comes back wow. every so often she and her dad she and her dad who's william Captain shatner Kirk. yeah crash landed i think or he was exiled that's right he was exiled from his dimension and she went, was exiled with him i guess and they're hateful they brought with aliens. them a bunch of ether which yeah. are little black floaty balls that go into people and give them troubles yeah use the trauma bond them to superpowers um and so then they figure out that so i guess he doesn't lose his memory but she does so because of like her intense nobody knows love for humanity i don't know she appears every 26 years or whatever, hangs out for like six months, and then goes into the barn, which is what they call their spaceship, which yep. just looks like a barn. Big white room. Yeah. And when she goes in there, she stops the troubles until she reemerges, but she loses all of her memories and yep. like her personality. She gets to be a cop in Baltimore for an un- unknown amount of time before she loses. Yeah, I don't know how that plays into <laughs> it. The Wikipedia pages, it gets real complicated real fast. <laughs> 
so Duke k- kills himself. I don't know to stop his troubles. I don't know, but he's a ghost in no, this he episode. Has Nathan kill him, but yeah, he is a ghost, but he doesn't move his mouth, but he does talk. Yeah, and I don't know. He's pretty hot as a ghost. I can't stress that enough. I would take him not opening his mouth and still talking. It's sort of like more intimate than whispering. You know, it's already inside your head. <sighs> okay, <laughs> I think it's like I think he's hot as a ghost. He's like very stoic, but like also like knowing, smirky, knowing, cocky. <laughs> I like him as a ghost. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I was hoping to come back to life. Sorry, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and Nathan has been distracted with a fake Audrey robot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's a fake Audrey. That has brought no, him. And then she she's trying to lure him away from town because he has to be, atta- be there for some reason that is unclear to us, uh, but maybe clear if you watch the whole show or maybe not. I don't know. So she's trying to lure him away, and they've been through a lot together. They're in love. He's the only woman who... They have a can, child together that they conceived in the past. Yeah, in the past. She's the only woman he can feel when he's uh, doing his stuff, which is just everything, doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> the The robot, Audrey, is just her whole directive is to lead him away. And then eventually he manages to break through that. He's like, I need to be here with the help of Dwight, I think. The, yeah. the Edge or just Edge. I don't know what proper parlance is. Adam Copeland's character who can catch bullets with his heart. Yeah. And Kevlar. And <laughs> <laughs> Kevlar. Can't stress that enough. In bol- bullets with heart and Kevlar. If yeah. he's not wearing Kevlar, it's not a very good superpower. No. Decisively bad one, in fact. Yeah. Then Nathan is just like, oh, no, I need to go back home for some reason. And robot Audrey just goes, you're right, you do, and I can't stop you. And then fizzles into nothing, I yeah, think? Yeah, it's like, because she's such a perfect copy of Audrey that she loves Nathan. Yeah. And William so, Shatner made too good of a clone. Yeah, too good of a clone. And so she loves him too much. So she leads him back to real Audrey. And then he shows up and helps Audrey face her father mm-hmm. and convince him because she's more powerful than him or whatever yeah convince him to take the troubles away and mm-hmm. return to his spaceship but then it's like he agrees to do that but then twist he's there's not enough like he doesn't have enough he power. needs four hands to operate the spaceship and he can only re- realistically use one foot in the place of a third so he needs her to go along yeah with that's where the foot wiki comes into play why wiki feet sponsored this show this episode because <laughs> they knew that about haven yeah we made that up not sponsored by wiki feet yeah yeah that's pretty much it though yeah and so they she... go that they go in the barn and she's like i have to do this because i love humanity so much and nathan and nathan also i love you nathan so she goes in the barn and then the troubles go away and everything seems cool. Everything seems But everyone's fine. sad because Audrey's sad. gone. Audrey's gone. Except she shows up back in Haven just like she did before, except she has blonde hair now or brown hair. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't she remember. Like I don't remember what she had first. She has whatever color hair she had during Haven. She has the other color of She's hair. Blonde there are only Haven. two colors of hair. <laughs> Putting my foot down here. <laughs> and then so she has a wig on <laughs> and she reenters. Her name's not Audrey or whatever. And she has a kid and their kid from the past yeah, or whatever so then they have the chance to fall in but she doesn't she doesn't know nathan but she still slams his hand to the car door just like she did in the pilot oh call back and i understood that reference and he feels it because his trouble is gone because of course it is and then you see william shatner and the creepy journalist in the barn the creepy journalist being a robot or croatoan i think is what he's yeah, called Croatoan. the croatoan whatever that means don't know super cool though good for you haven writers and turns out that he's also an acceptable substitute for audrey in the barn to keep the troubles locked away and then they're they're just like i'm glad we did this for her but we really couldn't send her back with her memories and then they're like she wanted it this way and that's the end of the show yeah that's very odd i wrote what's emily rose's wig budget for this show 
One. <laughs> one wig. And she had at least three. I don't know. And then um, Justice for Hot Ghost Duke and God Ghost Duke is Hot. Is two yeah, Duke is ex- specifically haunting Dwight. I don't know what happened in the rest of the show to make that meaningful. Dwight has a dead daughter, which is why he agreed to actually be evil for a little bit William Shatner just a little bit just a little bit I mean be and then all the townspeople shot him for it and I think he gets her back yeah he gets her back because he yeah. he believes hard feel enough good. it's a feel good show he believes hard free. enough and then she comes back to life Which even is though beautiful. even though he sort of accepts that he's not going to get her back once he betrays William Shatner and then he gets her back anyway yeah um I also have written down ghost duke ghost duke ghost duke like ghost half duke. my notes about this are about ghost duke. I wish I had a ghost duke I guess um, all I need to have is a dead daughter I don't know <laughs> A fun um, quote that I have is, uh, the void has smelled your world now, and it wants it. Yeah. From William Shatner. I really like that. What, what's your read on how the m- magic crap that may be further understood from the rest of the show that we did not get? Is the ether like void power? Is the void his dimension? I think the void is his dimension. Or is that where he was banished to? Yeah, actually, I think it might be where he was banished. Yeah, to. I don't. I wrote down, though, I don't know any of this, but I did write down. The ether looks like um, the combination of the incredible Schlorpy Doos and poop. I thought I had a I thought I had something about the ether too, but I don't remember what it was. It's just like those things it's, that Mister Incredible gets hit with. Yeah, and they yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> around him, they look just like that, and also poop. Yeah, it makes it really funny when they're just kind of flying all over the place. I also said that this um is like fifty first uh, car accidents. Fifty first car accidents. <laughs> because then at the beginning, in the first episode and in this episode, um, when she re- when she first comes to Haven and when she returns as her new uh, personality. She crashes her she car. She crashes her car. That's why Nathan Nut Duke goes to help her out and then gets his hand slammed in the car door and the first time doesn't feel it, second time does feel it because the troubles are gone. And he's like... <gasps> I can feel again. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Just in time. There's also a random lady uh, who isolated the DNA marker for Troubles. And that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> yeah. I did think that was funny. Yeah. And she, she and apparently she sequenced the whole town. The whole town. The whole town. To know in- exactly where their Troubles. I think that's prior to the the, the closing of the, C- the Human Genome Project. In 2010, she sequenced the entire town's genomes. And then, I don't know, five years later, she sequenced them all again. Yep. What kind of budget did this woman have is all I have to say. Cosmic. Does she have an, an, an The al- barn has a really advanced crisper. <laughs> but does she have an aluminum machine hiding back there? That's a nice science joke. <laughs> Alumina sequencing. <laughs> That's the show. That's the three episodes we watched. <laughs> That's our show. All right, bye. <laughs> um, I have one more segment here. Ugh. I'll make it quick. I did return to AO3 this time around because of the supernatural love triangle show so i thought like it had to have some steamy activity and i was kind of wrong but i have some questions for you oh no my first question is where do you where do you think haven falls in relation to the csis in terms of volume of fanfic oh much much lower much lower than than all of them maybe not the new one csi vegas well the options are miami new york or og it's maybe higher than og but I wouldn't wager on it. I think I think it's lower than all. You are incorrect. It goes OG CSI is the most. Mm, I've already forgotten that from our CSI New York episode. Then Haven, and then CSI Miami, and then CSI New York. Wow, really? That much? Yeah. Mm-hmm. People love their supernatural love triangles. Sorry if you do happen to listen to this, Emily. <laughs> 
I don't think Emily wants to read those, if we're being honest. No, I, I don't think so either. I think she'd probably rather just not know. Emily, please don't go to AO3 and please don't look at the Haven fan fiction. You will not like what you see. Unless you're disappointed with where your character was taken in terms of the Duke relationship, in which case maybe you will like it. I don't or, know. I don't know, relationship with literally anyone. Anyone in the town, <laughs> including ugh, your dad, probably. Yeah, not your dad, the character's dad. Sorry. Yeah. Interchangeable. Please name the top five crossovers present in these fan fictions. Are there any Stephen, other Stephen King things on nope. there? Nope. Okay, good. All right, well, Eureka Warehouse 13. Easy. No, no, no sci-fi stuff on here. No sci-fi stuff? Is it like, are you kidding me? Is it other cop shows? Three of them are like supernatural themed. And I kind of Supernatural. Yes, yeah, supernatural. Yes, is number one. Pat on the back for me. Yeah. Three supernatural themed things. And then two are fantasy. Yeah. So three are supernatural TV shows. And then two are fantasy. One right. being a movie series and one being a TV show. All right. We got Supernatural, Lord of the Rings. No. All right, Supernatural. <laughs> Uh, Wheel of Time. <laughs> uh, Supernatural Game of Thrones. No. No. Fantasy film series? Mm-hmm. Very popular in the fan fiction scene. I can't. If it's featured in a Bo Burnham song. Fathom. Harry Potter. It is Harry okay. Potter. Harry that's Potter's more, number That's like three. British school child fantasy. Yeah. Fantasy. So it's one Supernatural, blank, three Harry Potter. Um, what's Supernatural? In the, Buffy. Buffy is number five. Hell yeah. The other discussed shows that we possibly could have done for October. I've talked about watching this before. Alias. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'll just give it. It's That'll a, be a lot funnier after next week. Yeah. <laughs> Lost. Uh, one Supernatural, two Teen Wolf, oh, God. three Harry Potter. Yeah, I guess that was four, about the same time. Once Upon a Time, which there's an amazing Billiam video uh, too, actually about Once Upon a Time. Five Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Wow. And of course, there's an honorable mention of Torchwood, which has six crossover. And of Doctor Who. <laughs> with um, Haven, which weren't all even written by the same person. So several individuals all decided to make Torchwood Haven fanfic. Or they wanted to make it seem like they weren't weird and they made a bunch of accounts to do the same different <laughs> fiction. That's true. I should also mention that some of these um, are like, oh, I'm going to dump every fanfiction I've ever written into the same yeah. post. So that it gets skewed in that way. So not all of these are like literal crossovers. Yeah, I mean, really <laughs> people that do that are the ones that are ruining the, the potential be- beautiful node link graph that you could make out of AO3. <laughs> exactly. I'm excited to know what that graph looks like. Yeah, me too. But too many people have ruined it with is their it... bad indexing. Okay, my next question is, who do you think wins the love triangle according to the volume of AO3 content? Is it sexy bad boy fisherman slash secret monster hunter? Smuggler. Or touch starved good boy cop? I want to believe it's Duke because I want to believe in my fellow internet people. So I'm going to. It's Duke. No, it's... Ugh. Audrey and Nathan with 478 entries, but it is followed closely by Duke and Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, well, well, you didn't give me an option for that. I would have said that was greater, so I guess that's still wrong, but more meaningful. Of course it would be Duke and There's Nathan. There's only a 50 entry difference between those two. Ugh, I know what I'm doing tonight. 51 <laughs> fan fictions. And which character appears the most in Haven fan fictions? The Crow Talon. <laughs> No. <laughs> Probably Nathan, I would say. Yeah, so 74% have Nathan in them. Sort of the Venn diagram of the top two. <laughs> Duke is in 68%, and then Audrey is only in 58%. That's good. Good news, uh, Emily. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you can't stress enough. You probably don't want to be. Also, can't stress enough. I hope that Emily Rose never has to hear this. Yeah. As a note, the fandom's a bit less horny than I anticipated. So Disappointing. That, yeah, not a lot of them were slash fiction like I thought they would be. However, there is a lot of Omegaverse content. That's not surprising. Like, when I did see a horny post half the time, it was like, Nathan and Alpha is in love with Duke, who's an Omega. And their wolf 
energy is clashing with each other, but they're destined to be. And it's I feel like, like it's the same niche of person just offset by 10 years, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm also pretty sure there's like literal werewolves in the show. And like Duke is kind of like werewolf coded. So like it makes sense. Wouldn't kick that werewolf out of bed. Throw it. Whatever. <laughs> or off my boat. I think we mentioned that he lives on a boat, but he lives on a boat and it's hot. <laughs> You hear it, heard it here first. Hank is into people who own boats. Call me. Call me. <laughs> Gary, if you do, in fact, own a boat. Oh. I think Gary Sneeze can canonically happen. owns boats. <laughs> Probably an open season. Uh, definitely. Open in... season takes place in like the Pacific Northwest inland. I don't. Think yeah, but there's he could own a boat. There's he a owns lake. like a rowboat for a lake yeah. or something. I haven't seen open season. We gotta we gotta review open season on this show. Damn it. Yeah, I love open season. Okay, anywho, what are our final thoughts on the show? Final thoughts on the show: seventy-one percent. No more to be said. I mean, seven point one. Oh, whatever, you know, same, it's the same thing. Out of 10, seven, 7.1 is a 71%, okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I really like Taven. I'm fine with the 7.1. I think it's great. Most of all, I love how hot every character is. I think it's great. I love me a sci-fi original. We gotta get some more in there. We gotta get some, we have to squeeze some more sci-fi originals in here. Warehouse 13 and Eureka are absolutely procedural. <laughs> anyway, that's Haven, though. Uh, thanks for that little discussion. Uh, we'll Check it. out Emily Rose and or um, the person who plays Duke on Cameo. Um, Duke, the, I'm sorry, I'm not, I don't have his name, like the actor's name in front of me. Eric Balfour? Yeah, Eric Balfour um, donates all of his cameos to charity that's awesome so even though they're kind of expensive in terms of a podcast that makes zero money and uh, me as a graduate student uh, <laughs> he does donate all of his cameos to charity so consider checking that out ocean themed charity specifically once again love a man with a boat Ooh, um 200 yeah awesome hank all right uh, what are we looking at next week next time we are going to look at the jj abrams alias the one with jennifer garner and a bunch of wigs and weird outfits that's right most of which won awards. Somehow. <laughs> She's good, so good at disguises that you can tell which one is her all the time. <laughs> and uh, how party city her wigs look. So join us back next time for our first foray into the Abrams verse. Exactly. If you enjoy our podcast, why not give it a little like and five star review on Apple Podcasts, and we will endeavor to read it out on the show. I'm pulling up. I have a. Uh, I have a five-star review right here from Henri. Uh, this is no joke. One of my favorite podcasts. I, an unbiased individual, greatly enjoy working on, I mean, listening to it with my ears. So thank you so much, Henri, for that wonderful uh, review. Uh, this is going to get sad if I don't have another one to read next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so review it. I also appeared on These Are Their Stories podcast with Kevin Flynn and Rebecca Laveau. So if you are interested... We watched an episode of original Law and Order, uh, season five, episode 20, Bad Faith. It was about a Catholic priest who, spoiler alert, was a pedophile, real original there, Law and Order, called Logan's Childhood Priest is at it again. So please check that out. It was fun. It's a short 48 minutes, uh, good time. But I think that does it for us. So Gary, if you'd be so kind, take us out. Thanks for listening to Procedural Veneration. For feed updates and episode reveals, follow us on Instagram at procedural.veneration. Check out what else we do. Go to www.dank.pizza. Thanks to Jacob Kratulis for the awesome theme song. Pop is tough, but sexy.